Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. This is The Edge with Jonathan Von Tobel and Matt Humans on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. What up? Welcome in. It's Hump Day, and it is The Edge. Good show on tap, as we usually do, coming up in 15 minutes from now. ER, Aaron Renning is going to be with us, professional handicapper. We'll get his thoughts on the upcoming NBA slate. 13 games on the card today, Matt Humans. Fat Wednesday. That's right. And guess what? Mm-hmm. Over at VSN.com, JVT, Miss Slash JVT. You find analysis on each and every single one of the games. Well, and you've got three best bets tonight off a winner last night. Nice comeback by the Brooklyn Nets. But uh, we'll, talk, we'll talk the association <laughs> with uh, ER and do some NBA capping there. Hey, the Bears have a quarterback set for Sunday night. Yep. Uh, Coach Nagy announced that Justin Fields has been medically cleared and will start on Sunday in a game that for some reason is still in prime time. The Green Bay Packers taking on the Chicago Bears. And uh, we are still... Uh, pretty much across the board right now at about 12 and a half with a total of 43 and a half. Shocker, Matt Eumanns, the beginning of the season, Justin Fields was the savior. He was going to make everything better. He was mm-hmm. way better than Andy Dalton. Uh, and yet, not a budge with this change of quarterback. Well, I don't know if he was ever going to be the savior. And obviously, that was a, a misguided opinion by anyone who thought that. <laughs> I, I do think a lot of Bears fans... Uh, and media members just wanted to see the future at quarterback. They wanted to see Justin Fields play and say, why waste time with the red rifle and put Andy Dalton out there when he's just a placeholder. Yes. Uh, but sometimes it's better to keep a rookie on the sideline until he can learn. You don't want to throw him into the fire because he's going to get burned. And uh, that's obviously that happened with Justin Fields in his first start against the Cleveland Browns. Right. And it's and, also uh, throwing yeah. him into the fire with, uh, to, I guess, keep the analogy going, no fire retardant gear, right? The offensive line is terrible, <laughs> right. right? The Like the play calling is a 
atrocious, so he has been set up for failure from day one. Allen Robinson's missed a lot of time right. this year. If you look at the skill players on that Bears offense, you really don't have a lot. You don't have a lot in the backfield. You don't have a lot of wide receiver positions. You wonder what the hell is uh, uh, have uh, the Bears executives been working on here, Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy. What have they been doing for the last three years? Because you, you've managed to put together an offense with very little skill position talent. And on top of that, you built a bad offensive line. Right. It takes quite the level of incompetence to accomplish that. Yes. But, but the Bears managed to do it, and their defense has dropped off in the meantime, and Khalil Max out for the season. You traded two first-round picks and gave the guy 20-plus million a year, and he really doesn't want to play for you, and he's injured. Uh, but the Bears right now scoring 16.8 points per game, allowing 24 points a game. They're 4-8. and eight. Uh, This is one of my stronger win total bets before the season, under 7.5 on the Bears, and it looks like... One of like the stronger, because the strongest resides in the uh, the Northeast. The Patriots, right. no question about it. But the uh, the, the Bears look like they're going to stay under 7.5, unless they upset the Packers on Sunday night behind Justin Fields, which I don't think is going to happen. But uh, Fields said he, he feels good, he's healthy, he's ready to go. And, um, I, you know, he's the number 11 pick in the draft. Mm-hmm. He is your future. I think at this point you might as well play him if he is healthy. It's not like he's been terrible. He's completed 58% of his passes, four TDs, eight picks in 10 games. He's got two rushing TDs. Uh, but like you said, it's really not fair to look at the numbers when you're talking about a rookie quarterback behind a really bad offensive line with not much of a support system. So I am curious to see uh, what the market does. 12 and a half, kind of a dead number. It, it could go either way and not really make a I think it's going to go to 13, don't you? Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. I think a lot of people... Uh, and rightfully so, have a pretty poor opinion on the Chicago Bears. It's it's very much unlike the Lions, right? The Lions have been at the cellar in terms of their power rating, but they're continuing to cover numbers, mm-hmm. and they're a bad team still. The Bears are a really bad team, and they're not covering numbers. They're still 4-8 and eight against the spread. And quietly, too, we should note, taking on one of the best spread teams in the National Football yes. League, right? And the Green Bay Packers. Like, despite the fact that the Packers have one of the best power ratings in the NFL, this is still a team that is and 9-3 against the spread on the season. And one of those non-covers, actually 9-2-1, and one, according to those numbers right there, and one of those non-covers, Aaron Rodgers didn't even play it. So this has been a team that has delivered on a night-to-night basis for betters, and it wouldn't be surprised to see the number drive. Yeah, obviously, uh, betters like to support favorites in general. The betting public yep. does, and uh, especially a team that's been covering all season like the Packers. Uh, like you said, 9-2-1 and one ATS, and the Bears have not been paying off the betting public. So, you know, as, as you mentioned, it's kind of hard to believe this is a Sunday night game mm-hmm. because the Bears are so bad, but it is. And typically what you have in Sunday night games are – Betting public playing the favorite, and uh, I, I don't think there's any doubt this number is going to 13. If you're a guy like Vsin senior reporter Dave Tooley, who's a dog or pass player, that's right. You're definitely waiting till post time to get the best number. Who knows? You might get 13 and a half. I don't think it's going to 14. By that um, but no, no, no. Uh, I'm pretty sure the favorite's going to get bet up here. Yes. Now I would say a candidate for Sunday Night Football that uh, I would rather have in this slot. Dallas and Washington. That seems like it's going to be a great game. And we have seen the number move in favor of the football team. And this isn't surprising, right? The football team, one of these teams uh, that has been consistently delivering over the last four weeks or so, covering numbers, winning games, uh, and are a home underdog in this role against the Dallas Cowboys. But... They do it a little shorthanded here in this match. We know that Logan Thomas, of course, tore his ACL. Oh, he has been man, put on big, IR. That's a big loss for it, the offense. It is, man. He was, a, he was the, the cliche security blanket. Taylor Haneke just using that athleticism to get out in space and extend a play, and then all of a sudden, hey, there's my massive tight end who's awesome and extending plays in that range. But he's officially put on IR today. Also a move made today by the Washington football team, Montez Sweat. 
placed on the COVID list. Missed the past four games with a fractured jaw. Was expected to return to practice today. Ultimately not going to be the case, and he will be sidelined. So two big pieces for Washington that will not be out there. Yeah, and the Washington defense has learned how to play without Montez Sweat and, and Chase, Chase Young. Young. Yes, and uh, the Washington defense, by the way, Ron Rivera's defense has allowed 17.4 points in the past five games despite some key injuries. That's pretty impressive, actually, what uh, the Washington D has done over the past five. And by the way, Washington's won and covered four of those all four times in the underdog role. Uh, I like the uh, Washington side here, plus four. Um, yeah, probably should have taken five early in the week. I wasn't sure if that number was going to drop. I thought the Cowboys were going to get more betting support. Uh, you wonder if Dallas is headed for another December collapse, JVT. We've seen this before in the Cowboys. If you look at their defensive numbers, they're slipping. Dak Prescott has not been particularly impressive lately. I think Prescott probably has played some of his uh, – weaker football in the last three weeks. Cowboys lost two of three. Uh, this nine weeks in a row now, Washington's been in the dog roll. Cowboys, uh, I think, have allowed a dangerous dog to sneak back into the division race. Now with four straight wins, Washington has closed the gap to two. Yep. And these teams play twice in the next three games. And the December schedule is all NFC East games. Yeah. So this thing could get interesting. The Cowboys are going to have to bring their A game or they might have to sweat out blowing this division that everybody thought was a foregone conclusion about a month into it. I get it. I get it. That was What's good. up? You're going to sweat it out. Um, That's right. Montez sweat. <laughs> and he's out. Yeah. Uh, really quickly, too, to your point about Dak Prescott, 12 turnover where he plays on the season. Four of those have come over the last three weeks. So, again, talking about not taking care of the ball as much. Dak Prescott, right, the offense kind of hitting um, neutral to a certain extent. And also, the last couple of you weeks. know, it's not just Dak. It's obviously Amari Cooper was right. out. Yep. You've had wide receivers uh, sidelined. He went into one game on Thanksgiving Day without his top two receivers and Amari Cooper and C.D. Lamb. How about Zeke Elliott? Talk about a guy the back who's overpaid, back the yeah, overpaid underachiever, which you never want to be in life. Uh, but I guess it's good to be overpaid. Uh, he, yeah. he has basically uh, been replaced by Tony Pollard, who's, yes. who's no doubt the better running back at this point. And uh, the Cowboys just have not gotten that dominant offensive line play we've seen from them in the past. And the running game has not um, been able to get established. But I still think a lot of it just falls on Dak Prescott. When he's got his receivers, he's got to make plays and win the game. And that's going to be a big deal here against Washington. Uh, I do like to dog a little bit in this spot. Yeah. I like Washington. Uh, really quickly, before we move on from this, wanted to note one more bit of news here in the National Football League. Uh, two players, two bits of news in the, for the Minnesota Vikings. Adam Thielen, not going to play this weekend <laughs> or this weekend on Thursday. And Dalvin Cook. Upgraded to questionable, so it does sound like he's got a shot to play for the Minnesota Vikings. Now, we've talked about this a lot, where running backs, even as good as Dalvin Cook, shouldn't mean much to the spread. Doesn't mean the market's not going to react like that, though. So we'll see, because it's 3 minus 120 pretty much everywhere that you're looking, except for a certain few shops that don't alter the juice, like the South Point Golden Nuggets at a flat 3 right now, too. So something to keep an eye on here is it looks like the Vikings are on the verge of getting to 3.5 with the news that Dalvin Cook might be out there. Yeah, but I'll tell you what, if you ask Kirk Cousins, who would you rather have Thursday oh. night against the Steelers, Adam Thielen or Dalvin Cook? And he he would tell you Adam Thielen. I think uh, absolutely. Yeah. Right. So we'll see what the upgrade is there as we move on from that. All right. Well, before we get uh, out of the excuse me, out of the National Football League, do you want to go to the bowl the bowl news right here? Yeah, we got some speculation that Kenny Pickett might not play in the Peach Bowl for Pitt. And uh that was gonna be a pretty good high profile uh matchup of Heisman contenders because you had Kenneth Walker, uh the third running back for Michigan State, and Kenny Pickett, quarterback for Pitt, who's actually 
a true Heisman finalist. Uh, I know there was a big push for Kenneth Walker after he had that big game against Michigan, but he faded in the month of November. Chris Felica of ESPN tweeted today, based on today's line move, it sure looks like Kenny Pickett is not playing in the bowl game. So, once again, we've talked all week about yep. these uh, mystery elements to handicapping the bowls. And here's a sign that Kenny Pickett might not play in the Peach Bowl. Yeah, and that, that note, uh, excuse me, that move that you mentioned, down down to pick pretty much everywhere. Uh, it was at the open three and a half. And it was one you and I talked about in the opening lines, right? When from a matchup perspective, if Pickett was going to be out there, mm-hmm. like this is one of the best passing offenses statistically in college football, taking on one of the worst secondaries in yeah. college football, right. how that was going to work for them. Michigan State's pass defense is about as bad as it gets. You, you would think, JVT, the picket would pick him apart. <laughs> yeah. uh, but it looks like he's not going to play. And even this morning, I, I grabbed a 200, plus two and a half on Michigan State. Nice. Also yeah. note, too, really quickly, uh, mm-hmm. like because there's that rumbling out there, too, about Ole Miss. We talked about this. I think I don't know if I mentioned off the air or on the air, but that line move uh, where Baylor is up to about a one-and-a-half-point favorite. But uh, – the uh, offensive yeah. coordinator for Ole Miss not going to be there, and there's questions about Matt Corral's status, whether or not he's going to be Corral playing. says he's going to play. Yep. Uh, who knows? You know, that could change in a couple of days, and uh, Lane Kiffin might get the Oregon job. He might. He might. Hey, you know what's a good thing to do instead of, I like, guess, as, as well as, like, paying attention to all the information? How about getting the VSIN Bowl Betting Guide? It's almost here, and it's got everything you need to bet smarter on every bowl game. This year's guide provides matchup analysis on all 41 bowl games, including insights, trends, data, and predictions to help you make your best bets. Guide is designed to give you an edge whether you're betting on every game, playing contests, or just want to find a few key high-value props. Guide drops December 13th. Make sure to get your copy today for only $19.99 at vcin.com slash subscribe. All right. Well, you can also keep listening to The Edge, too, by the way. Any information that is, of course, heard, we pass along. It's and analyze how it affects the line. Aaron Rennick's going to join us on the other side, professional handicapper. Let's get to the NBA and the NFL. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are bust. You can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. 
Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my game. <laughs> There's plenty to celebrate in March and Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? Ah, thinking about gas mileage. You know, changing your oil with a full synthetic oil like Castrol Edge can help your engine get more miles. Right now, you can get five quarts with an STP Extended Life oil filter for only $36.99. Get started on your next job today with the parts you need when you need them at AutoZone or AutoZone.com. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Restrictions apply. This is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. Don't move a muscle. Before you hit that bet button, make sure to visit VEASAN.com. Check out the current betting splits data. Do you know where the money is on that bet you're about to make? Do you know what the handle is? You can find out over at VEASAN.com. It's a new feature, brand new. You've never heard of this before. Gives you insights on where the money and the bets are moving for every single game. Another way, VEASAN's here to make you smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at VEASAN.com. Yeah, I, I think this promo should be a VEASAN.com slash JVT promo. We, we don't... We get all sorts of promotions on the network or the Follow the Money show and all sorts. I don't see many promotions of JVT's NBA work. Well, the the analysis has been shoddy, so maybe if I step up my game. It's been pretty good. You're hitting about 67%, I think, against the spread, right? Let's welcome in Aaron Renning, <laughs> professional handicapper. Not welcming any bad juju on that. Uh, ER, thanks for, t- thanks for taking the time to chat with us. All right, let's get to the uh, association before we get to the National Football League with you. Uh, let's go to Jazz and Timberwolves. Pretty fascinating matchup between these two clubs right now. Minnesota was on a pretty good run, but the month of December, which has been short, has not been as kind to them. And Utah's been uh, they've been Utah, statistically dominant, although uh, just about break even against the spread. What do you see here? Six and a half with a total of 219 and a half. Uh, yeah, hey guys, thanks for uh, having me on the show once again today. And um, I went to a total here. I bet this game under the total, uh, Utah Minnesota. And you know, you go with the T Wolves, and uh, certainly a change with the roster here tonight. Mm-hmm. Patrick Beverly uh, back in the fold as a starting point guard. Obviously, with him, you're going to have. Uh, much more focus on the defensive end uh, of the basketball court. And, of course, uh, D'Angelo Russell uh, is Mm -hmm. out uh, for the T-Wolves. So he's a little bit pretty much uh, more all offense, uh, where Beverly's more all defense. And, of course, T-Wolves, they allowed 121 points to the Hawks uh, in their last contest. The Hawks actually sent a franchise record for made three-point shots uh, in that game. They shot like 56 from three-point land. Of course, the the Utah Jazz take as many three-pointers as any team in the NBA. So, you know, with uh, Minnesota allowing so many three-pointers and such a high percentage, you know, you're going to get a very much of a focus uh, on the perimeter here for Minnesota. So that helps. Carl Anthony Towns, 
a little bit banged up. Tough matchup for him against Rudy Gobert tonight. So, um, yeah, I really think the the addition here of Beverly taking out Russell um, and, and some of the other matchups here going to go under the total with Minnesota Utah. ER brings up a good point and I saw something I wrote about this week humans when it comes to the Minnesota Timberwolves uh, Knicks esque potentially seventh uh, the highest rate of wide open three point attempts this season but on the year just giving up 33% overall to opponent three point shooters. Well, so. like last year's Knicks. Huh? Yep. So we'll see if Minnesota is going to uh, regress a little bit on the defensive end. So forward. ER playing a total there Saturday night at Circa we're hanging out with Derek Stevens and Derek is touting Aaron Renning as the best NBA better <laughs> in the world of this group of guys. And they all wanted to know what his best bet was the next day. So my ears are ringing that night, huh? Uh, yeah. Did that hit ER? Did that hit? Did that bet hit that you gave it, out? There? Uh, ironically, it was uh, one of the worst plays I've had all year. <laughs> Uh, Charlotte in Atlanta <laughs> under the total never had a chance. I don't think any uh, quarter went under. So yeah, I looked like a genius. But hey, you bet NBA totals, you're gonna have some of those games, and you're just like, wow, how did that even happen? Not even close. And uh, you know, it's just the way it is. It always happens when somebody puts you up on the pedal. So like, this guy's great. God, Derek oh, Stevens <laughs> touting him as the best in the world. Everybody, what are you on tomorrow? What's your best bet? Uh, uh, all right, let's yeah. go to the next one up on the uh, the card here. Er, Magic and Kings. Man, you're picking some good ones today, huh? I can't wait to watch some of these. Uh, Orlando now uh, catching six and a half or seven with a total of two twenty-two and a half. Uh, that total has been bumped up about two two and a half points. And I'm going to assume that you played an over here. Uh, yeah, well, hopefully it is an entertaining game between these two. Sacramento obviously gets the coaching change a couple of weeks ago uh, with Luke Walton. So uh, my NBA profits are a little bit down <laughs> without Luke Walton uh, on the NBA sideline right now. But uh, with that said, Elvin Gentry has taken over. And as you would expect, the Kings have uh, tried to press the pace as much as possible. They're already a pretty fast uh, paced team. In fact, both these teams are, are looking to press the pace about as much as any team uh, in the NBA right now. Of course, you're going to get that with the Kings and, and Gentry. Uh, but, of course, Orlando uh, started off the season a little bit slower. I think I mentioned uh, either on last week's show or the week before, uh, Cole Anthony back here for Orlando, certainly a difference maker for this team from an offensive perspective, uh, what they do uh, offensively. Uh, expect that to show uh, here uh, once again here tonight. Uh, and, uh, again, two teams that want to play quick. Um, and you should get a favorable pace. Not not too good of teams. Uh, and Sacramento uh, certainly happy to beat up on a, on a team like this. I also bet uh, the Magic uh, Plus uh, as an underdog here. Uh, I think it did get bet down a little bit, but if you can get plus seven on the Magic, uh, also over the total in this in this one. Hey, quick uh, question for you on the Celtics-Clippers game. Uh, tonight, I watched the Celtics lose by 15 last night to the Lakers. <laughs> They're doing the L.A. back-to-back. And uh, Jason Tatum looked great. The rest of the Celtics did not look so good. What do you make of that team? What do you make of that Celtics-Clippers matchup tonight with the Clippers? Four and a half, five-point favorites, total of 210. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm not quite sure what to make of this this Boston team. Obviously, a new coach. Seemed like they're a little bit more focused on the defensive side uh, of or defensive end of the basketball court to start uh, the season. But, you know, it's just – Always kind of a little bit of unrest. Uh, what was it about three, four weeks ago? Marcus Smart kind of called out Tatum for, uh, and uh, Jalen Brown for being a bit of a ball hog. Jalen Brown just announced out uh, once again here tonight. Didn't think he was going to play, so the Clippers take a, a little bit more money. I, I bet this one 
um, under the total. Uh, I mean, Lakers kind of did whatever they wanted to offensively and kind of got back to playing Laker basketball, how they won a title, took the ball to the basket for the most part. Uh, but again, Boston certainly capable uh, of being a pretty good uh, defensive team. So I would expect that to uh, to be the case. Jalen Brown takes a little bit of offensive firepower. Clippers have been, uh, JVT, they, they've been a super slow team. They've really bogged down from where they started uh, the season. Very capable uh, from a defensive standpoint. So uh, this has been a pretty decent under team as well. So I bet it under the total. Got a better number than the current one. Yep, would agree. Uh, rock solid on defense. And offense has been bad too, ER, which has helped those unders as well. Uh, all right, yeah. let's go to the National Football League. Bengals and 49ers. Uh, a uh, interesting spot here for Cincinnati coming off of that big loss to, of course, the Chargers, the Pinky with Joe Burrow. What do you got here? 49ers won with a total of 48 and a half. Uh, yeah, well, at least, Matt, I think I followed up with giving those guys the Chargers last Saturday night as yep. well, the guys from San That's Diego. Yep. So uh, that was uh, my saving grace there. Um, you know, these two teams play, played kind of wacky games uh, altogether, obviously, uh, with uh, Cincinnati uh, and the Chargers last week and, and 49ers and, and Seattle as well. You know, the 49er game against Seattle was especially bizarre. They actually only allowed. Uh, 250 yards besides that uh, 75 uh, yard what uh, punt punt fake uh, for a touchdown in that game so their defense was actually very good uh, last week and their defense has been good and again they've kind of slowed things down tried to key on the run game played a very slow style uh, than they were earlier in the season Uh, meanwhile Cincinnati offense kind of been hit and miss a little bit. They've definitely had some high scoring games, but uh, last week couldn't get it going um, uh, for the most part. Um, And I I lead to San Francisco overall. I didn't quite get there. I mean, again, you know, I got three with the chargers last week to me, chargers and San Francisco kind of the same. I was surprised this one got bet uh, over the total. Again, I've been keen on San Francisco 49er games under the total. This one bet up to 47 and a half, up to 48 and a half, 49 last I saw. Uh, Again, I think it's going to be a little bit more. Both teams going to key on the run here. Uh, bleed a little bit of clock and more defense than offense. So I went under the total. All right, about 90 seconds ago. How about Browns hosting the Ravens and uh, Cleveland minus two and a half? Total has dropped to 42. Yeah, bizarre situation with uh, these two meeting. Of course, they met two weeks ago. Everybody remembers that barn burner on uh, Sunday night. Yep. Uh, keep in mind, kind of, I've never seen a total maneuver this much without that much of a personnel difference. Uh, the total in that game two weeks ago was 47. Of course, it was a dead under, not much uh, offense in that game, 16 to 10. Now you get a five, five and a half point on the adjustment. I, I think I actually, I bet over 41, maybe 41 and a half uh, in this game, but I bet Cleveland, uh, I think they're in a good situation. Uh, of course, uh, they get to last week as a bye week. Uh, Baltimore had to go to Pittsburgh, so I think they can make the proper adjustments. And again, uh, yeah, you can go by what you've seen with this Baltimore team the last four weeks. Of course, uh, Lamar Jackson didn't play uh, against Chicago three weeks ago, but they, they've been a dead under team. But uh, I mean, even the, Harbaugh, the head coach, said it last week. They went for two in overtime because their secondary was such a mess. So uh, I think we get more points than expected. I just kind of went with value here over the total. Uh, and a bet here on the Cleveland Browns for Sunday. He's Aaron Renning at ER Sports 1 up on Twitter. ER, thanks for the time, man. Appreciate it.
All right, thanks. Uh, good luck to everyone. I like to picture a world in which those guys got mad about the NBA total, and then they tried to fade ER on the Chargers pick that they gave him because, like, that guy sucks, and they got burned twice. Well, hopefully they followed the trend. <laughs> it would be good. It would be good. <laughs> Poetic justice. All right, we'll come back. It's a great t- time to jump off on that game with the Browns and the Ravens because we got more on that and do the numbers. This is The Edge on VSN, the sports betting network. It's the holidays, so this makes sense. The VSIN holiday offer is here. Right now, when you sign up for a $99 midseason football special, you also receive a $20 credit to the VSIN sp- store. Get all of our expert sports betting analysis, insights, and data for the rest of the football season, plus $20 to buy VSIN sports betting hats, shirts, mugs, and other great gear. Hurry, this is a limited time offer. Sign up now for the perfect sports betting holiday gift, vsin.com slash subscribe. JVT, let's do the numbers. Um, do the numbers. Do you think analytics are overrated? I don't give a damn what the analytics say. Sick of hearing about numbers? And analytics don't, don't work, work at all. Bro. Too bad. Jonathan Von Tobel does the numbers on the edge. Get those nerds! Now, I am going to go back. I do want to go back and look at the teams that we have focused on and do the numbers and see mm-hmm. how they have done that week and what the angles were and all well, that I'll stuff. I'll tell you what, it can't be worse than the, the point spread weekly cover jinx. Yeah. Uh, you know, there, I think it's been about eight straight covers on point spread weekly. Whoever's been on there has bombed or lost awesome. uh, that week. It's kind of like the Manning guest yeah. jinx. Don't they yep. have that going on the Monday night broadcast? Last week, Ben Fox, the VSIN uh, digital editor, Put Kirby Smart on the cover, and I was cool with that because I was on Alabama. And when I saw Kirby Smart on the cover, that's got to be good news for the Crimson Tide, right? Who was on the cover this week? Tom Brady. Nice. I like it. All right. Yeah. Come in. Uh, let's do it. You like the Bills? Yeah. Let's go. I like right. even more now. I'll even lay it with the Bills. No. Uh, all right. So, uh, one of the focus on the Ravens for today is do the numbers because it, it, it's a natural jumping off point, what we were talking about with ER. But I think it's pretty interesting that. You know, once you start to look at the Ravens and who they are as a team, because what sparked me in writing about this and looking at this humans was, I can't remember what, you know, national media show I was listening to, but it was talking about Super Bowl contenders and brought up the Ravens and Lamar Jackson MVP. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. is that really the case? This team hasn't been that good. So let's take a look at this team from a betting perspective and what we've seen from Lamar Jackson. This team's been massively overvalued by the betting market. Look at some of these numbers. So they're eight and four straight up, but they're five and seven against the spread. They have been a favorite 10 times this year. They are only six and four straight up as a favorite three and seven against the spread as a favorite. And as road favorites, they have closed as a road favorite five times. They are one and four against the spread, including of course, last week against the Pittsburgh Steelers where they were four and a half point favorites on the road, two and three, Straight up. So then, by the way, how about that note at the bottom? Baltimore, when closing as a favorite this year, has laid on average 5.1 points per game. Mm. This has been a team that has been really beloved by the market yeah, this season. Yeah, it's pretty significant in the NFL to be an average of a five-point road favorite. I love home dogs, too, so I like to see that. And I was on the Steelers last week. You and I talked about it. Four and a half? Yep. Why were the Ravens four-and-a-half-point favorites of Pittsburgh? That, I thought that number should, should have been three. And, and it's funny, too, because what was one of the things that you and I, we kind of picked out a little bit, was the argument at the end of that game for the Ravens. A lot of people were saying, you've got the better team. You've got the better offense. Mm-hmm. Why not go to overtime and take your chances? Well, here's the thing about that. If you look at DVOA numbers, um, the Steelers are 20th in the National Football League in offensive DVOA. You know where the Ravens are? 
18th? 19th. Okay. Not very good. <laughs> They're not very efficient from an offensive standpoint. So then let's take a look, I think, what is the root of the problem, which is, look, they have a lot of injuries. Their offensive line has not been very good in any way whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And Lamar Jackson has been extremely poor this season, especially since, and you have pointed this out, since that game against the Indianapolis Colts. Oh, the, 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 and that was an incredible game, right? That was the peak of Lamar Jackson MVP hype. How, right? many, how many times have the Colts snatched oh, uh, defeat from the jaws of victory it's, this it's year? It's incredible. They should be so much better record-wise oh, than they really gosh. are. Uh, but you know, we, we don't want to lose hope. Regardless, look at some of these numbers since that Colts game. Last six games for Lamar Jackson. PFF passing grade of four, 45.5. That is 39th among qualified quarterbacks. Oh, <laughs> there are 32 teams <laughs> in the National Football League. Uh, touchdowns, he's thrown eight to 10 interceptions. His turnover-worthy play rate, 4.3% of his dropbacks, he is committing a turnover-worthy play that is tied for 30th among the 38, uh, 39 quarterbacks um, that are qualified through this stretch of time. So he's turning the ball over at an extremely high rate or putting it up for grabs, essentially. Him as a passer that has declined drastically, as we have seen over the last few weeks, and now you're talking about this team as a whole where this offense has become these offense has become inefficient. This offensive line is extremely poor. He got sacked what seven times? Right. Uh, right in that um, was that last week or the, the Browns game, excuse me. Uh, but regardless, he has been holding on to the ball too long behind a bad offensive line. So now you spin this forward where you look at not only just this Cleveland game coming up this week, but what about the big picture? But let's focus on Cleveland where now you're taking on Cleveland that had a bye after you faced them, had a week to get ready and rest because this is a banged-up Cleveland team in their own right, has a great pass-rushing defensive line that is going to be able to exploit, I think, some of the weaknesses along that offensive line, which they did, by the way, the first time around against the Baltimore Ravens. Mm-hmm. Your secondary now doesn't have Marlon Humphrey, and even with a season of Marlon Humphrey in that secondary, they're 20th inefficiency. Right. Right? You're talking about dead, a second-to-last in terms of yards after catch allowed this year. I think this is just a really flawed team. I think the market has, and clearly we can show you the numbers there from an against the spread standpoint, clearly the market has overvalued this team. And again, today, like this week, they opened up as a one-and-a-half-point favorite on Sunday against the Cleveland Browns before the market rightly corrected itself, and it's back up to two-and-a-half. So I think this paints, as ER said, a pretty good situation for Cleveland this weekend. Yeah, and, you know, we talked about this Sunday night in the opening line show. Why were the Ravens opening as road favorites right. in Cleveland? And uh, we thought the, the Browns were going to flip to the favorites, and that's happened. Now the Browns are two-and-a-half-point favorites with, without any major personnel news, negative news on the Ravens' side. This number has flipped. You know, I, I told you uh, last week, I ranked the teams uh, in the AFC in terms of uh, – uh, my power rating on teams in the AFC. I did not have the Ravens in the top five. Yep. Most people do. Just because they look at the records, oh, they're eight and four. Oh, they're uh, operating yeah. on uh, reputation more than anything else at this point with Baltimore. Right? Of it's, course. It's perception that this is one of the best teams in, in the National Football League. And really, it's just I like John case. Harbaugh. Yep. And you got the best kicker in the history of the NFL. But this otherwise, this team is seriously flawed and did not deserve to be a four-and-a-half-point favorite of Pittsburgh and should not have opened – as a uh, favorite at Cleveland this week. Yep. So th- that's the, the focus for Baltimore. I did have a couple of numbers when it came to this Bills-Buccaneers game that I wanted to throw at you. I, I couldn't really figure out a way to craft uh, a nice nifty graphic that our production team does such a great job with. So mm-hmm. I'm going to throw a couple of things at you and get your thoughts on them because one of the things that we, talk, that we talked about right from a matchup perspective was I think that Buffalo would be able to operate their passing attack right against the, the Tampa Bay secondary. And if you look at what one of the great examples, right, 
Carson Wentz couldn't do anything against them. Or, excuse me, the running game couldn't do anything against them, right? The Indianapolis Colts. So all of a sudden, the Colts opened it up. Wentz, all of a sudden, 306 yards, three touchdowns. Average depth of target, 9.8 yards downfield. 13.4 yards per attempt on throws, 20 or more yards downfield. Had three, and these are, again, PFF uh, track throws, or big-time throws, as they call them. Secondary, as we know, has been an issue all year long. And you get Josh Allen here, who is a great deep ball passer, 16.5 yards per attempt on an average target. How about this? His average depth of target on throws, 20 or more yards downfield, is 302 yards downfield. That's the first time I've heard you use Josh Allen and the word great in the same sentence oh, this a, year. He's a great huh? he's a great deep ball thrower. <laughs> he's also great. I can't believe you just said that. He's also great at uh, putting the ball in danger, <laughs> which is something that is going to be a little risky here against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So this is the one thing, you know, as we always talk about, you always bring it up, right, where there's always another side to it. You never feel great about a side that you're betting because there's always another matchup. Oh, of course. Right? Two sides to every story, buddy. Of course. So let's take a look at the other <clears> side because <throat> I'm actually kind of intrigued that this total has declined here a little bit between these two because Tampa Bay comes in. If you look at some of their run blocking numbers and some of their, like, numbers in terms of the ability to run the ball, it's pretty damn good. Pretty pretty good, and the Bills can't stop the run. Right. As we saw again Monday night when they allowed 222 rushing yards to the Patriots. I was going to say before you launch into your numbers yeah. uh, analysis here, uh, I think this should be the highest scoring game of the week, and it probably shouldn't be close. Yep. Just based on one team's strengths and the other team's weaknesses and how they match up, I think this should be uh, – uh, an, an exceptionally high-scoring game into well into the 60s, I think. Yep, and it's funny because yesterday when I was writing for Points for Weekly, mm-hmm. this number actually got down to 52. But we're now back up to 53, and in fact, it's 53 and a half. In a you couple don't have spots. to worry about weather. You nope. shouldn't have to worry about weather, right? No, nope. not at all. So, like, when you look at it, and it's just to go through some of the numbers really quickly, you know, uh, they lead the league, Tampa Bay, adjusted line yards per carry. That's a football outsider's metric. Power success rate, again, those runs, two yards or shorter for a first down, goal to go inside of the two-yard line. They succeed on 81% of those snaps. They're third in percentage of run stuff allowed behind the line of scrimmage. If you look at EPA per play mm-hmm. from a running game perspective, they're the fourth-best running game in the National Football league and by the way we saw what they did to the Colts right where they were just pounding the ball up the middle and Leonard Fournette eventually broke them for a really big touchdown run at the end of that game. Leonard Fournette's been a stud. Yep. He has been. So I'm I'm, I'm really curious like you said. We saw what Jonathan Taylor and the Colts did to the Bills a few weeks ago. Right. So I think like when you look at this from a scoring perspective it does seem like on the surface that these are two offenses that can really bother the opposing defense at this point. Right. Uh, How low does Tampa rank in the secondary uh, coverage, just pass defense in general, because uh, when I look at the Bucks, I, I think of a defense that's really sturdy against the run, but really weak against the pass. So and I think the numbers uh, tell that story, right? It, from a grading perspective by PFF standards, it's actually pretty interesting. They're pretty high up there uh, in terms of their coverage grade. And they're seventh overall against the pass by DVOA standards. But that accounts for pass rush. That accounts for a lot of the other things, right? I think there's a lot of noise in a number like that. But I think if you look at some of these other matchups that we have seen, again, the Carson Wentz matchup is a really good example. What Dak Prescott did to them at the beginning of the year. It, the numbers are there that this is a secondary that is uh, prone to giving up some plays in the middle of the field. So I think we're going to see it. It sure works that way. Yep. Uh, I'm surprised the numbers uh... – don't really tell that story. Right. There's a lot of numbers, though. We've talked about a couple if of weeks ago. you just look at raw pass defense numbers, yep. Tampa Bay is uh, near the bottom. Anyway. Best that's... bets. Uh, we have to get to those. We'll clean up uh, what we had yesterday, add some stuff for today and the weekend to come here on The Edge. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. 
What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids. But I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are bust. You can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my dance, <laughs> There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? I got to change the oil in my car. Right now, get five quarts of Pennzoil Platinum Full Synthetic with an STP Extended Life Oil Filter for only $36.99. What do I do with my old oil? We can recycle your used oil for free. And do you have oil for my old work truck? You can find the right high mileage oil to help it go farther, right here at AutoZone. AutoZone. Restrictions apply. This is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. Best Bets brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, no batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with. Zen Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties like spearmint, wintergreen, citrus, and many more. Not McRib flavored, as Matt Humans desires. And for your convenience, each variety comes in two strengths, so you can find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zen, America's number one nicotine pouch, available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zen. So head on over to Zen.com slash find. Located store near you. That's ZYN.com slash find. Warning. Product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Well, since you brought up the McRib, can we do this now? <clears throat> can we do it? I, I had somebody send me uh, a 
tweet the other day. It said, what's the final McRib count? Hey, this is not over, pal. It's not over yet. I know that most uh, locations in Vegas don't have the McRib anymore, but I, I know of two that do. One is near my house. Mm-hmm. They still got plenty of McRibs. Uh, we're up to 56 uh, McRibs consumed as of uh, yesterday. Do you remember the first day? Yeah, it was like November 1st. Okay. Right. You, you gonna... I'm going to do some math real quick. That's eh, a little less than two McRibs a day. Okay. I'm going to let the numbers. Right. I'm going to do the numbers real do quick. Do the numbers. <laughs> 1.4 McRibs per day. <laughs> uh, actually, I, I thought I would be over two McRibs a day, but my pace slowed a little bit around Thanksgiving. Uh, so, I've, JVT, I found this out. You know, I'm not very handy or valuable around the kitchen. But I was a little bit afraid of the McRibs disappearing, and I wouldn't have any, so I bought uh, five of them, and I put them in my refrigerator. Mm. And I found this out. This is a great way to make McRibs. This is one of your. This is a tip, like a best bet. Okay, this is why it fits in the show. Okay, if you put five, if you put the McRibs in your refrigerator, and with I wouldn't let them go more than two days, probably. But um, put the oven on 350 degrees. Okay, it'll warm up a little bit. Put the McRib in there for five minutes. A little olive oil on the bottom. No, I, get I don't have that. No. <laughs> you think I've got that in my kitchen? No. Sorry, extra virgin olive oil. That's my bad. <laughs> Pull the McRib out after about five or six minutes. The bun's crispy. The thing's hot. That's the best way to reheat a McRib. I've never done that before. You know, I'm not big on the microwave, but the oven is a great way to heat up McRibs. So if you get a chance, buy four or five, put them in your refrigerator, 350, five or six minutes. Perfect. We were, uh, we were talking about this off the air yesterday. I think one of the, uh, one of the best inventions ever made, if you, can, if you get your hands on one, they're hard to come by, the toaster oven. I know that the knobs intimidate you. A little bit confusing. Yeah. There's, it's kind of like the uh, the air fryer. Oh, that's easy. Come on, that's cake. You, that's right up your alley. Don't I don't know how many how much time do you use? You put it in there and it's, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's and just you can't figure out how do you leave it in for two minutes or ten minutes? Or it's, huh? it's brilliant. I've I, I like especially. Do you like chicken wings? Of course. The chick, look, this is what you do. Get your chicken wings. Get your sauce of flavor. All you got to do is pat the chicken wings dry. Put them in the air fryer with some salt and pepper. Throw it in there for 16 minutes. It beeps. It tells you when to flip them. How long? 16 minutes. 16 minutes. You fli- and then the 16 minutes, you flip them at eight. That's wait, halfway. Wait, you're making your own chicken wings? I thought you meant like reheating wings from Buffalo I mean, Wild Wings. You can do wings. that too. Okay. Yeah. Hey, but come on, man. And then, and then you get your sauce of choice, take them out, then bam, you're good. Delicious. Okay. Air fryer's fantastic. What are we doing? Oh, best bets. That's right. This is a betting show. Hey, how about that comeback by the Nets last Ooh, night? Oh, never a doubt. I just, <laughs> I got Down big in the third quarter, roared back in the fourth, and so I, uh, uh, Dallas Mavericks uh, fell apart in the fourth quarter. So I got two great tweets last night. One was in about the second quarter asking, do we think the Nets just aren't that good? And then after the game, I got another tweet from somebody that just said, never a doubt. <laughs> two fantastic tweets. Uh, yes, the Nets minus two and a half and had a bad number, as we talked about, right? Close at about one and a half. The Mavericks go one of 13 from three-point range in the fourth quarter yeah. uh, to ultimately fall and not cover against Brooklyn. So they just get in. Two and a half points late. They win by three last night. Nets, and I was actually worried because the Nets are a pretty smart team, not fouling at the end of that game. Uh, when they were up by three. Let mm-hmm. the Mavericks get two cracks at it. Ultimately, didn't get it. So, Nets get the win. And cover I was there. a little bit surprised by that, to be honest, because uh, the Mavericks had about 20 seconds on that final possession. Yes, they did. And I thought, well, okay, when the clock gets down to about three, something like that, there's going to be a foul. And uh, they never, never did foul on a 
it worked out. It nope. worked out last night. So, so two bets today, actually, and I did. I have three in the. Uh, I have three in the article today. I'll, I'll touch on that one and, and why it's not up here. But regardless, we'll start Pistons plus five and a half against the Washington Wizards. Uh, right now, we're talking about like five across the board here. So, still a perfectly playable number uh, for the Detroit Pistons. At last look, I want to double check and make sure that's still the case. Yeah, five, and actually, still one shop hanging out alone, five and a half. Uh, but really, this is just a play against the Washington Wizards. As you you know, humans, uh, I have what was it three weeks ago? I told you here on the show, like look. The standings, they're about to slip. There are some numbers and some indicators that this team is not as good as right. uh, we are expecting them to be, or at least the perception is. And sure enough, that has been the case uh, over this stretch of games for the Washington Wizards. Four and eight straight up, three, eight, one against the spread over the last 12. Outscored by 7.3 points every 100 possessions. 24th in offense, 27th in defense. Doesn't really sound like a team that is worth laying five and a half points on the road with. And the Pistons have been playing good basketball for a team of their level. Uh, they're nine and six against the spread in their last 15 games. Kate Cunningham has been absolutely incredible. Uh, for the Pistons, has been quietly really good and all of a sudden finds himself as the second choice for Rookie of the Year. But Pistons are a bet-on team in certain situations. Not laying five like they were at home against the Thunder, but mm-hmm. I think taking five and a half against a uh, what I believe is an overvalued team in the Washington Wizards. And the next one up, let's talk about those OKC Thunder. Took seven, went to seven and a half, so it's still seven and a half out there. Not the best number, but look, this is the same thing with Toronto. If you look at the injury report, still missing OG Ananobi, still missing Ken Burns, 25th in opponent rim shooting, 24th in opponent three-point shooting. Thunder live in those two areas of the floor. I like to take a lot of shots within four feet of the basket. We talked about it in their yep. win over the Pistons, had a massive edge in terms of the free throw line and the points of the paint because of where they live. So I think this is just, again, the market kind of not realizing that, hey, the Thunder are a hole again, right? Oh, uh, excuse me, Shea Gelders, Alexander's playing, Lou Dort's out there, Josh Giddy, Kendrick Williams. So I think this is just grabbing a number against a uh, relatively poor team in Toronto at home. What was the uh, third play you put up so at uh, vcin.com slash JVT? Yeah, the third was uh, the uh, Dallas Mavericks actually catching four, and uh, it's down down to two and a half. The reason why I didn't want to include it is because there are injury questions about Luka Doncic and whether or not he's going to play. He's got a sore ankle. Mm-hmm. Uh, the line move, and I believe reading through the lines, uh, that Doncic is going to be out there, but hardly worth recommending as a best bet uh, if there are questions. And we have another Giannis situation where 10 minutes before tip, all of a sudden Luka Doncic is uh, Yeah, you don't want play. that. How about the uh, Nets playing a back-to-back against the Rockets? Are the Nets going to put their key guys out there tonight? Yeah, I think they are. We're still sitting at the – actually, well, let's see. It just changed in the last couple of minutes. It's down to four and three. So let's make sure that that's going to be the case. And I wrote about this today too, which is Kevin Durant has been really – like loud about wanting to play good minutes at big minutes as well. He's actually, since he's come back from that one game he missed against Orlando, averaging about 39, 40 minutes a game. Second leg of back-to-back, though, he's had some shoulder issues. And against the Rockets, a team in the Western Conference is not very good, maybe not worth putting him out there. And the line has moved in the last five minutes about two and a half, three points. So that would indicate that somebody is not playing. All I'll right. double-check right now and see who it is. By the uh, way, you're hitting yeah. 63% against the spread. I said 67 but uh, 63%, very solid. What do you have in the Not NFL? Any ads? Uh, no, no ads. Still Browns minus two, Lions plus eight. So hopefully we'll go into the weekend. Oh, I think I'll add one more. There's another game out there that I'm doing a little more research on. So I'm all done. All right. What do you got? I'm NFL for me, uh, Rams, the play I put up yesterday is uh, now two and a half at most spots. I thought those threes might disappear. So hopefully if you like the Rams, you bet it and you grab the three against the Cardinals. That's a Monday night game. And then two that we talked about on today's show. So I won't explain any more right now. But Washington plus four against the Cowboys and the Bills plus three and a half at Tampa. Uh, also, college bowl plays. Uh, going to be the same as they were yesterday. I'm not adding anything to uh, Western Michigan, Oklahoma, 
and uh, Notre Dame. How about college hoops? Let's go to that right now. I talked about this last night with uh, Greg Peterson. He's filling in for Scott Seidenberg on his show on hoops, and I talked uh, college basketball for about 10 minutes. And um, at that point, Circa had Wisconsin at minus three, which I uh, said, so if. You know, I'm, I'm going to grade this a loser. I'll, I'll grade this at a three and a half. It's three on the graphic. When I sent it in, it was three. But now this number's up to five at Circa. Wow. And when I talked to Greg last night, I said, I made the number five. Greg said he made it five and a half. I don't know why it was three. I just think maybe the odds makers haven't adjusted to how good Wisconsin is. And the Badgers are surprising uh, how well they have played in the first month of the season. Uh, Indiana's only true road game. The Hoosiers lost at Syracuse uh, last week. But... Um, I like Johnny Davis and the Badgers here, and three was a good number last night. I'll grade right. this as I'll grade this as minus three and a half because you have plenty of opportunities to get three and a half this morning when it went out on the VSEN email. Uh, Minnesota plus seven against Michigan State. So we're going with another Big Ten game tonight. Uh, Gophers are seven and zero. Now I think that record's a little bit deceiving. They're not that good. They played a mediocre schedule at best, but I really don't think Michigan State should be laying this number. Uh, in Minneapolis tonight. I made the number four and a half. Uh, so again, differences in my numbers and uh, what I bet here, laid three with Wisconsin, took seven with Minnesota. Last night, by the way, that Cal Baptist play, based on that information, yeah. was a winner. Yes, it was. Uh, by the way, you know the answer to your own question. You know why Wisconsin was only laying three. I don't know. Because Ken Palm had it as a two-point projection. <laughs> oh, did he? Yes. Is that, is that the deal? <laughs> I didn't, exactly I didn't look at Ken Palm's yeah. side the past couple days. It's, a, it's um. always what it is. Always. <laughs> Man, to book college hoops. All right. We're all done. Head out to vcin.com and vcin.com slash JVT. Really good information there. And also check out everything we have in all the other categories, including, right, we have daily write-ups in the National Hockey League, by the way, from Andy McNeil. So check those out, too. And everything we have to offer up at vcin.com. My guys in the desert. Coming up next. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- craft month with the perfect pizza at home class from craftsy and anytime is right to listen to iheart radio's iheart country radio discover more shows and movies for free tired of restless nights at lisa we know good sleep is essential for mental physical and emotional health from memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.
Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Dot com slash compatibility.